0: Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want.
1: Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome back to the No More Leadership BS Podcast. I'm Jeff Geyer with Phoenix Coaching, and I'm here with the best coaches in the world, Ms. Myra Hall. Say hi to everybody, Myra.
2: Hi, everybody.
1: There you go. And my good friend, mister Geoff Jeff McLaughlin, how you doing from Professionals at Play?
3: Always good, always ready to have
1: fun. And Dr. Sam Jennings, 360 Clarity, where, people, can you find clarity in a 360-degree circle? It's my friend, Dr. Sam Jennings.
4: That's right. Come on into
1: the inner circle. The water's fine. He can see <laughs> stuff from the back of his head, that guy. He's so good. <laughs> And my, uh, I think he's a brother from another mother.
0: That's it, baby.
1: Mr. Jeff Conroy, he is the leader, the owner of Conroy Leadership Consulting. Jeffrey, how you doing, buddy?
0: I am living the dream. It's outstanding, and I'm loving life.
1: Excellent, excellent. And we're going to talk in this episode today about chaos. And it's no, not the Doctor Strange love kind of chaos, or the I'm thinking of. Uh, Who's that $1 e, million, e, e, lost? E, of Dr. powers, e, Dr. Evil. E. E. That is kind of chaos, but the chaos that seemingly surrounds us constantly, perpetually. In fact, some could say over the last, what, a uh, couple of years, certainly maybe we can blame it on COVID, that chaos has been everywhere all the time in our personal lives, in our business lives. Um, physically, mentally, the, the whole thing. So we wanted to touch today on chaos and how can leaders n- not only um, survive in chaotic situations, but how we can thrive. And I know we've all been in it, Conroy. I know you've been in it. But I mean, part of your story is you used to throw coffee cups when you got crazy. Wow. So, so give me get, let, get, kick us off here about what can a leader do to calm themselves and thrive amongst all the chaos. Marijuana. There we go.
0: <laughs> come, to, come
1: to the great state of Washington. It's free here, baby. I mean, it, it's legal right here. <laughs>
0: no, seriously. I, I don't call it so much chaos as I call it the great whirlwind. And you're right. The last right? couple of years have been a great whirlwind. And I think what leaders are doing to be successful just through this whirlwind is to just put their head down, and stick to the mission and making sure that their teams are productive and happy and feeling involved and moving forward. to get In a world that is in chaos right now, the one best thing a leader can do right now is just keep focused on what they're doing and support their team and support the community and be the best leader they can yeah. be, in my opinion. Sure.
1: Yeah, no, there isn't one correct way to to thrive in the chaos, right? So though, your opinion is valuable. And what I heard in my voice there when you were describing that was you, Dr. Sam, saying, hey, you just got to embrace the suck.
0: I love that. <laughs> I love that. Roll up a
1: doobie.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I had a colleague like, years ago, and when things would go haywire, she would kind of shrug and say, what can you do? And that's one approach. And it works sometimes like you know, things happen. So this is how it is. And I would take that and change inflection just a bit and say, what can you do? So if all these things are going on that we can't control, yeah, embrace that suck. You can't control it. So you can either wish you could or you can take a good grip on things you can control, not as far as how to control your situation, but the things you can't affect. If you can't affect the big things, fine. What's something small you can manage? What can you do in your situation? And there's plenty of options. Sometimes they're not that great. You don't love them, but it's an option. And in order to take some kind of action, sometimes you have to grab the thing you don't want to do too bad and move forward. And just friends, listeners, just a reminder, a decision to take no action is still a decision. And there you're still you making a choice. Yes. Yeah. And
2: Jeff, there's things that change, and especially in the last couple of years, things have changed. It just it doesn't fit. It up uh, Upends our whole life, and we resist it, and we fight against it. But there's an old uh, saying that says, "What you resist persists. The more you resist it, the more it's going to push back, and it's going to you can destroy your yourself, your life, everybody's life around you by resisting it more and more. And the funny thing about it is, when you accept what you can't control, and control what you can accept then your whole world changes what you were resisting is no longer important and what you can take charge of where you can go what you can do like what can you do all of a sudden becomes a bigger your focus and it becomes bigger in your life it's called resilience by the way didn't we just speak
3: about that at a, I I think we had a it earlier podcast, yeah. had a it podcast on that. Yeah. It's
1: a great one. Yeah, we well, should check it out. Yeah. <laughs> one of my, one of my friends, Myra, a very dear friend of mine, one of his favorite things to say is the things that you focus on expand. Yep. And so that, that can be good or bad. So if you're focused on the chaos, guess what's going to get bigger. So let, McLaughlin, let me throw it to you, but, and I know you got to go here pretty soon to take a dip in a really cold lake, but, <laughs> It seems like you're doing that every day now, buddy. <laughs> almost uh, almost. Is, is chaos. Is chaos full of challenges? Are are challenges in chaos a synonymous uh, description of your environment, or are they separate things?
3: Uh, yeah, honestly, I think those are separate things. Chaos isn't something that we can always control. You can control only what's basically within your arm's reach. I love Bruce Lee always said, be like water. What's the shape of water? The water is the shape of whatever it needs to be. Is it a cup? Is it your hand? Is it a river? Is it a lake? So be like water, controlling what you can. And if you can control parts of your environment, then that's a little bit, okay? You can mitigate some of the chaos that may be from outside the world. Obviously, the last couple of years, there's been a lot of turmoil and a lot of things that people cannot control. And Dr. Sam already said it, it's a great question. What can you control? What can yeah. you do? Yep. Yeah. And it's not always about what you can control, it's about what you can do in that in the midst of chaos or in the midst of confusion. What can you do? One small step is still a step. You, you choose to decide. You make a choice. And so if you can choose to make a choice, you get feedback. It's the O O D A loop. And you know, observe, orient, uh, decide and act. And it will create a a result, which then you can analyze and move forward from. So you have to act. If you choose not to decide, you've made a choice to do nothing. You have no no data to actually be able to move in any direction at all. You have to have action in order to make a decision to have more action.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. There's Boy, for our listeners there, if you didn't catch that, rewind that spot right there. There's some good actionable things to take. Do- Dr. Sam, chaos can, if it remains or stays for long periods of time, at least in, in my, for my personal experience, really set me on the path towards burnout. And it's kind of, like if you don't address it or you don't do something or it, it makes you so, it gives you that feeling of so much that you're overwhelmed that. You just paralyzes you. What what can folks do, especially if they, maybe they're already at the burnout thing. I, I don't want to turn this into a burnout podcast, but how does chaos and burnout relate and what can we do about it?
4: So you've an excellent point there. We've talked about this episodes past where we operate on a script where we have a pretty decent idea of how things are going to go. Like if we're doing a podcast and my friend puts on a unicorn head, I may not see that coming, but I can definitely respond to it. Now, if my internet cuts out, that's a whole different kind of uh, chaos to respond to. So, we had a script up till 2020 that we all operated on from some level of consistency. And then pandemic hit, and that was thrown out the window. So, there's been nothing but change and uncertainty. And even the changes have been sometimes intentional, sometimes with good reason and rationale. But also, it's still change. It's still difficult. So to get to the question you've actually asked and I haven't even touched on yet, what people can do is to A, talk to somebody. I'm not trying to throw out a commercial here, even though if it works, it works, but that's how you avoid burnout is part one. Talk to people about what you're going through. Part two is focus in on the things that matter to you and make sure that your actions and your behaviors are reflecting your values and you're not letting the, the chaos Throw you into the tailwind or into the world where you describe mm-hmm. it. Before. And it, it's not easy. It, it, it's easy for me to sit here and say you're insane, of course, but we're all living different versions of it. And for folks to say, gosh, I kind of need a hand, that's huge. Hey, please do so. And B, don't just say it, go out and take action and get somebody to talk to for sure.
1: Yeah, that's good advice too. Myra, what do you think? We're in this chaotic situation and maybe let's use continue the COVID thing that. The pandemic, and it feels like depending upon maybe where you are or what you believe or what you, it feels like we're kind of coming out of at least the real depths of the pandemic so that the chaos appears to be subsiding. What would be a thing or two that a leader would do if the chaos seems to be diminishing? Now, and now we're in a fertile place. We no longer have this chaos to deal with. What can we do to really leapfrog us or, or catapult us forward in our towards our goals and our visions?
2: Well, I think that when people are in chaos um, and uncertainty, have a tendency to go into themselves, how does, how does it relate to them and not particularly include other people? Because you get really hyper-focused on how is this affecting me, especially ongoing chaos that it wears you down and so go hide in a cave you just want to get away from the grind the pain if it's pain whatever is changing in your life that is uncomfortable I think one of the biggest challenges of what it is subsiding is and we're finding this now uh, with the great resignation and all this kind of stuff is how to bring them back out of that cave of protection and, and you may even need to restructure your culture because of it, because there's going to be a big change. The, the ticket to the leadership part of that is you have to recognize it. You can't make it happen. You have to bring people in from where they have gone to. And it's, that's not necessarily a negative. It's, it's part of survival is to go to, to get small or to get away from things that are a threat. Mm-hmm. And, but that's not necessarily good for a team culture. So you're going to have to know how to bring that back in and reach out to people to find out where they are, not where you are.
1: Don't uh, decide to live in the chaos by yourself. That's kind of what I heard you say. Yeah, that's good.
2: Well, and, and, but it happens. And, and we have people not going back to work. Right. We have right. all kinds of stuff because. Now, what was chaos has become normal and it's become normalized. And that's one, that's one of the great things about this podcast is we interact and we work as a team whenever we get, to get together to do this, even though it can be very tempting to, to separate ourselves and, and get into our own little world until we feel safe again.
1: Mm-hmm. So McLaughlin, I kind of jokingly made fun of the, the cold water therapy thing that you do, but, but there's actually a whole bunch of very recognizable science around the cold water thing about how it um, can help you physically and mentally and stuff. And that seems like that. Talk, talk to me for a minute about, or talk to us for a minute about what are the things you can do physically and mentally to maybe diminish the effects of chaos on,
3: on, on you as a leader. Oh man, that's a big one. And for me, I started the cold water plunge therapy for just for personal reasons. I just wanted to challenge myself to see if I could do something that was hard, that was not something I was comfortable with and that I just physically, I wanted to challenge myself. However, I I actually have a lot of clients, right? Well, maybe not a lot, but some of my clients are just starting to feel the effects of of COVID and stuff that we felt like right away. Like I could tell you the exact date that my business changed because of COVID, versus all of a sudden now we're two years out and things are starting to what we would call return to normal. And now all of a sudden the delay is starting to hit some of the industries that I've been working in. And now that's starting to, I'm starting to feel the pressure from my clients who are saying, We just can't get the things that we need to do our business. Mm -hmm. And for them, that's chaos. Mm -hmm. For them, that's like, oh my gosh, now what are we going to do when we can't get the materials to put the things together to to sell to our clients? So for some of them, there are times when there's a stressed phone call and I'm like, okay, I need you to just, I need you to go outside right now. I need you to get out of your office and I want you to go outside and then I want you to talk to me and walk. You can call me back on your cell phone. and. I just want you to be outside in nature and just the act of getting up physically from the desk, taking a five to 10 minute walk and breathing outside in the environment. There is a physiological response that you have. First of all, the air is a little bit fresher. You have sunlight, which helps your system. It helps release serotonin. You're actually exercising a little bit. So you're getting a little bit of dopamine. That fresh air actually helps to just refocus you and calm you down. And the act of walking, you're physically distancing yourself from the issue. So just being able to say, go outside, take five minutes, go for a quick little walk and separate yourself from the situation and give yourself just a second to breathe. And that breathing part of actually taking really deep belly breaths, again, calms the system down, starts to regulate, lowers blood pressure, starts to release a little bit of cortisol from your system so that you're not in fight or flight mode. Because when you're in fight or flight mode, you're not necessarily thinking cognitively on everything. You're in sense of overwhelm. And so if you can right. separate from that situation, that physiological aspect of getting outside, doing those things, it's, there's a very much a scientific purpose behind it. I think there's a couple other podcasts that go into really deep details. And I'm still, I mean, I'm just starting to dive into that world because I love it. The science behind it, the brain chemistry is fascinating, but how people deal with chaos if if we can together as a group start to stop, breathe, look, observe, then decide to act. Don't just be reactive, but take the time to be proactive. Yeah. Say, what's going on? What can we do? And and sometimes, I mean, that's part of the reason that, like I've gotten some work is because people go, We just need to separate, we need to play for a little bit. We need to get out of this sense of like, oh my gosh, things are just not okay. We need to have a little bit of fun to just break from reality, so that we can move back into it with a clearer head.
1: Yeah, and and so that's good. That's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Conroy, I I was thinking about, and man, I wish I would have known you back in the day, the coffee cup throwing days. I really do to to see the difference. But uh, what I was thinking about was back in those days, throwing the coffee cup thing was actually either adding to or initiating the chaos. How did you? Assuming those are—that's a true statement. How did you, as a leader, work yourself out of that place where you were actually initiating, or maybe even certainly perpetuating the chaos?
0: Well, that's that question here in a second. The question I've got is: Have any of you guys ever worked in a chaotic workplace? I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, yes. I've worked in an organization where two—it so was a small staff to begin with—but two employees. Walked out, mm-hmm. and we're watching them walk out, and everyone starts freaking out. Everyone's like, Well, what are we gonna do about this, and what are we gonna do about that? and what are we gonna do about this, and what are we gonna do about that? Have you ever been part of a a team where you that have gone through that? What did you do were you were you did you participate in the kite chaos
3: or were you part of the calm? Well, I, I worked in a lot of restaurants. I worked in restaurants and bars and that kind of stuff. And that was, that could be very chaotic. And I've had people walk out where it's like, oh crap, now we we're missing a vital part of our our team. And I've had a couple of good managers that said, Hey, everybody, meet right now. We we're gonna do a 90 second, like literally 90 seconds of here's how we're gonna do it. And they had it because they thought about it, they'd had a plan for it like all of a sudden our teamwork increased and we were able to cover things. But I've also been the opposite situation where all of a sudden the the wheels come off the bus and it's just like every man for themselves. And you're like, whoa. And it, it gets to a point where if you're not in the leadership position, if you're like somebody who's just trying to work through it, where you can't necessarily do anything about it. You just try and do the best you can with what you've got.
4: Okay. Anyone else? So my background is. Folks may recall is higher education. I'm sure you're imagining that uh, our crises involved, that my tweed suit didn't come back from the, uh, the cleaners properly. But the space I worked dealt with suicidal ideation, actual suicide completions, active shooters, sexual assaults, things that are pretty horrible things. And it was became standard for me to watch the clock on Friday afternoon at 2.30 and wonder... Who's going to drop what pile of poo on my desk and then leave for the weekend and leave me good with this stuff as we move on? It was just this this sense of something can erupt at any moment without notice and be a big deal. We may have all the process and procedure in the world, but there's actually humans involved here and the response is going to be critical to keep things to a a dull roar. And to to that point, it was managing through the chaos, leading that team, and then the other side, having that debrief, what we do right, what we do wrong, what did we learn, how do we improve? And not to take this conversation too far out the other direction, but I think there's a lot of folks who are saying things like, um, it's time to go back to the office, we need just go back to the office, back to the way it was. Maybe they haven't learned many lessons from this two years of chaos. Maybe there's more to be understood about the work from home environment than some of those folks are accepting. I get Not every job is work from home, of course, but just to go back to the office because that's what we used to do, it's not really taking the opportunity to learn from the things that have gone sideways.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, so, I mean, it's just real easy to talk about global issues because I agree with what Sam, but control the things you have control over. When I talk with my my friends and my family and they're stressing about stuff and I'm like, I have no control over global politics. My realm of influence is only (laughs) so large right? I'd rather just take care of my little sphere. So Jeff, to answer your question, yes, I did throw coffee cups. Am I proud of that? No. And I'm glad you keep bringing it up. That's really awesome. Thanks. But, but you're
1: for- not, no, and, I, and I'm not trying to throw, throw you under the bus, no. so to speak, because I, I believe there are many young, you did it because you didn't know better, not because you're exactly. a jack wagon. And I think there's no. lots of
0: people in that. Right. You know. But but you lead the way you were led, in my opinion. Oh, there you so, go. Yeah. So, yep. I just had a shorter fuse, but it was that it was a couple of years later when I was leading a group of people, and I found out they weren't following me. So that's when I had to educate myself and train myself and and find more more education. I think it helped me. And you t- and talk about the worst chaotic thing I ever dealt with and it was a double homicide when I was the director of, of a nonprofit. We had housing, and we had housing across the street, and a thirteen-year-old young man found his father's gun who he had anger issues with shoot his father and then he had a son a brother who had special needs and was very felt that his brother got all the uh, attention and proceeded to murder him as well less than 50 yards from my office I had 103 employees, it happened at night. I was all over the media, I was on TV. It was, and the way I looked at it was, I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna keep it calm and to the facts. But when I went, and then when I went to the staff, I worked, I, I tried really hard to be in touch with all 103 employees. To tell them, I was, I, was, I was transparent what was going on and what we were doing, but I was trying to calm the chaos. Truth be told, I was going to the bar every night for about two weeks. And I'm not proud of that, but that's just the way I dealt with it because I had Because pe- I went into the room and saw the aftermath of that. And I still see it to this day. But it helped me calm that chaos within, within the staff. We got through it. I brought in grief counselors because we knew the people involved. We brought in grief counselors. We talked about it. We brought in groups to talk about it. I, I don't want to say I forced people to talk about it, but I wanted people to talk about it. Because that's how you're going to get through it, in my opinion. And we did. And that was in 2016. So um I, I just feel that my my leadership training prepared me for that moment and dealing with the worst chaos I've ever had to deal with in my whole career. So, but we went through it, I'm better for it. And I think I think the people that I worked with are better for it as well, in my opinion. So we're going to end on that downer. So we'll go with that. Well, I I was just going
1: to, yeah, let's wrap this up because we are out of time. That uh, A couple of keys out of how do you thrive in chaos? And one is realize that you don't have to do it by yourself. And if you don't have the skills, find people to help you. You don't do it by yourself. And and yeah, you might not have time to educate yourself if it's a catastrophic event as opposed to ongoing lingering chaos, but educate yourself, find people that can help you. Clearly, coaches are a group of those people, these five people, it's what we do, it's what we love to do, it's what we've been called to do. Don't do it by yourself. You can and will um, survive and thrive when the chaos is over. So, um, and you'll learn something to make the next time chaos comes because it certainly will be a less imp impactful, or at least on the negative side. So I think we're out of time, aren't we? Myra's the timekeeper. We are. So for Myra Hall, Jeff Conroy, Dr. Sam Jennings, and Jeffrey McLaughlin, I'm Jeff Geyer. And until next time on the No More Leadership BS podcast, have a great, successful week, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye,
0: Bye, everybody
3: hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Leadership BS Podcast. If you have any stories, questions, or comments you would like to share with us, please email us at askus at leadershipbs.co. That's askus at leadershipbs.co. And last but not least, don't forget to give us a five-star review so we can reach more people. Thank you so much, and tune in next time. We'll see you then.